the earth is in a blaze. The world is in a maze. The way of life today is strange and odd. Let us go back. Hey, we are recording. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's on? How is everyone today? We're back. I promised you we'd be back. Yeah, we're partially back. Yeah, we're back. I'm so tired today. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, what are we talking about? Well, we have some good news to talk about. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. We have oh, some good boy. news. Here we go. I know. So we're gathered here today to celebrate this thing called life. No, we're talking about Prince. No, we're not talking about Prince. <laughs> Actually, we're talking about going to church. Going to church. Dave and I both, we're Southern by birth. If you grew up in the South in the 70s and 80s, well, probably up through the 2000s somewhere. It's probably when people really kind of stopped going to church as much. Uh, you went to church on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. and uh, Some of us went Sunday morning, and Sunday, Sunday night. night. And uh, we'll when, get into all of that. Wednesday night. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, like I said, we'll get into all that. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the standard was there was a Sunday morning service, there was a Sunday evening service, and then there was a Wednesday night service. Yeah. That was your standard forever uh, with churches, with most churches. And some of them, you know, did Saturdays, you know. And, uh, I guess we needed to kind of establish, like, main what's mainstream or not. Because, you know, it's one of those things like talking about the Saturday, you get into the Seventh day Adventist. Yeah. Which some people think is kind of outside, but it's. One of those things that it goes back to the um, which command? It, it, which commandment is the, well, the it, Sabbath it day? Goes is it back four to, or six? I don't remember. It, it goes back to the original um, Jewish law, where yeah, it was to keep the Sabbath. Well, that's yeah, which the Ten would, Commandments, which would be um, it's sundown Friday night till sundown Saturday night is yeah. the Sabbath. Um, in the in the uh, when the Gentiles came along, and and you know both the Catholics and the Protestants both, and I'm not going to give you a history on that. You can go look it up. Oh. You can Google it. Um, it's one of those things where we moved it to Sunday. Well, no, it, that's actually biblical also because it, you know you're commanded to keep the first day of the week. Which would, but it depends on how your calendar works. Well, yeah. and that goes back to the was it the Gregorian calendar that we're still using. Uh, or the honestly, I don't know. I forget whichever. There's a, there's a calendar that we're still using now, by and large. They're they're the U.S. uses. Well, the it one anyway. we're using is Gregorian. Yeah, and it's uh, again we we can get into all of the 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 weeds of this one, but that puts Sunday at the first day of yeah the week. That's the whole thing, you know. Okay, now we're gonna get into it. That's the whole, you know, you go back to the, the one who I know, it. I know, you go back to the creation story. Yeah. And it's on the seventh day he rested. Okay. Correct. And that was, that's the Sabbath. Yeah, so depending on if Sunday is the first day of the week or you consider Monday to be the first day of the week. Now, granted, when you go and you look at all of our calendars, they're lined up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
And now we all think because of the work week, yeah, we generally think of Monday being the first day of the week. Well, a lot of folks do. Yeah. So anyway, so there you go. That's, I don't know. It, it's such a strange, <laughs> that, that's a whole thing to debate. We're just talking about church. We're not, we're not going to get into the, 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 the theology, theology and, and, yeah, and, and, the and dogma yeah, and, and, the, and you know, still a terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to get into, you know, you know. Are you Wesleyan? Are you uh, let's see what's what is all the way? Calvinist? Calvinist? Uh, you know, are what? We're not going to get into all no. that stuff because I oh. think we're mostly talking about traditions. And yes, memories a lot, but it's a lot of just like, of growing up in church. Yeah, you know, that's a you know, it's it's nothing like getting up early on a Sunday mm-hmm. by having your parents scream at you to get out of bed, mm-hmm. and then everybody's fighting with everybody. The entire time while you're trying to get ready, yes, and you're getting your tail whooped in the car <laughs> on the way to church. Had that happen, and, and then you get out of the car and you go in the building smiling and laughing and mm-hmm. Hey, how are you this mm-hmm. morning? It's mm-hmm. so good to be here. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't every Sunday, but no, but it was most of them for me. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, even from from being from a young kid, like young. I mean, probably I don't know when when we really okay. start kind of having. Let, let's start this way. What's your denominational background? Okay. All right. Let's just do this because it's going to be easy for you. You're okay. Church of Christ. You have been Church of Christ your entire life, yes, correct? I have okay. Been. So, which, no, we are not a cult. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. You think you're the only ones going to heaven, you know? <laughs> you know what? The, I, the, they're. I have heard this all my life, mm-hmm. and I've yet to run into anybody. Mm-hmm. I take that back. I've run into a couple who think that they're the only ones who's good. Right, there. right, right. So, well, yeah, that's one of my favorite jokes. Of, uh, yes, uh, I've heard. I've heard <laughs> this joke. Yeah, about going to heaven. It's the yeah, quiet spot. The, the little walled off corner. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's the Church of Christ. They think they're the only ones here. No. It's, <laughs> Actually, one of my yes, I'm going to tell a lot of of of, of church related jokes, but. Quite honestly, my favorite church-related joke. Oh, okay. What is the difference between a Catholic and a Baptist? Uh, okay. A Catholic will say hi in the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it just like that, we're off the rails. <laughs> oh, no. It, it could get worse. So, um, so what, what's your background? I grew up Assemblies of God. Okay. Um, first 16 years of my life. That, um, for those of you who don't know, Assemblies of God, Assemblies of God is a Pentecostal church. Um, Assemblies of God, Church of God. Those oh, this is where I get to bag on you a little bit well, and go, well, how many snakes did you have? I've never, I was going to say, <laughs> Pentecostal is usually those crazy hillbillies that you hear about from time to time who are handling snakes and drinking poison and all that kind of Talking stuff. Talking in tongues. Yeah, yeah, well, the speaking in tongues is a part of the doctrine in, in yeah. the Assemblies of God. Let me just um, poke the bear though a little bit. No, that's fine. Me, hey, believe know. me. I, yeah, I grew up Pentecostal. Um, the the speaking in tongues is part of the doctrine. Yeah. The um, it's been a long time. I, I mean, legitimately, I, I have not attended an Assemblies of God church on the regular. Like in in thirty years, we we left the Assemblies of God when I was sixteen, so it was about thirty years. It's coming up on thirty years ago. We uh, that. The, the the Pentecostal. We still we were into theology. Here's the thing, and I, I want to say up front before we get into any of this, I am not going to bag on any religion here. 
uh, of any type. No, not, not, that's not no what denom- we're here for. No denomination. No, I'm not going to you know throw anybody under the bus or say you know if we're picking on somebody, it's all in like. good love. And, because and that, and, and, but I will say I, I have some some issues with certain things. Yeah. Um. One of the one of the things is because the you know again we have to get we have to get into a little bit of theology. You know, getting the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. That's in Acts, I believe it is. I don't. It's been so long. I can go look it up. Yeah. Anyways, in the, it's in not the like, New Testament, okay, I, I admit I'm one of those okay. who have a Bible app on you know, my tablet. I, I used to know all this stuff, and anyway, I've got like every translation known to man. All of the, the, the what they call the fruits of the spirit. You know, it's like uh, yeah. prophecy and um, of speaking in tongues is one of them. There's I think patience is one. There's a whole bunch of different. You know, but the thing is, is that like Paul you know, wrote letters basically saying, look, some of these are, are lesser. Like, you know, there, there are some of their, that are, that are greater fruits of the spirit. There are some that are, that are lesser. And speaking yeah. in tongues was, he put in the lesser. And so that was always one of those things where, you know, you get somebody in, into a church and, you know, who maybe have never been to a Pentecostal church before, you yeah. know, and they, you know, they get saved or they decide they're going to start coming back here and that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden you start pushing this, you got to speak in tongues to, to truly be saved, you know, type thing. Yeah. And you can push some people out, you know, if you, it, and if you believe in all that stuff, it's one of those things that maybe don't push all of that, you know. More like Galatians. Is it Galatians? Is, is okay, it could be. I, it's, I Anyway, so uh, that was that was one of the you know speaking in tongues. I mean, being filled with the Holy Spirit is what they like to call it. You know, obviously yeah. the day of Pentecost. You know, with the fiery tongues, uh, tongues of fire, or whatever it was over the head, and people speaking in different languages that they yeah. didn't know, and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, um, and, you know, we could get into debate on that. In that, I saw some really crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, actually I heard more about stuff than i actually saw yeah um a lot of the, the church that i we, we we were attending one church until i was about five or six years old and then we switched to one that was closer to the house yeah. uh, one where uh that actually the church that my dad grew up in when he was here before they moved to north carolina and then when they came back they were going to church there but then they started going to a different church it was the same denomination just a different a different location yeah. later um and then we started going to Madison versus Assembly God. It's right here, you know, it, literally like less than half a mile from the house. Yeah. Both good and bad mm-hmm. on that front. Uh, my dad took a, uh, we went through a nice church split. Oh, I've been through one of those. Yes. Uh, the church that those, split off. Those are so horrible. The church that split off of this one is pretty much a mega church now. Um, and that one is dying. It has been dying for almost forty years. Uh, it's a lot of. I mean, it's literally. It's one of those things you can kind of you can kind of look at a church and tell which direction it's going in. When the vast majority of your congregation is over the age of sixty, you're not going in the right direction. You know, you want more young people to. You well, know, you want you want a good balance. Well, you need a good balance because if you've if you've got a church that's all young people, you've got mm-hmm. nobody there to actually. Well, there's no experience. Yeah, you know, the, the there, there's no one there. There's right. no leadership. There's no guidance. There's right. no 
wisdom with age type thing. Exactly. You get a church that's all older people. There's no growth. There's no growth, but yeah. there's also no one there to help take care of the elderly exactly. folks as exactly. you're exactly. to do. Anyway. It, it, yeah, it, it, I know. all into that. Right. So, um, speaking of which, uh, did you see the news article? Yes, I did. Up, I, it's it's made the in, rounds. It's in, in Mich- is it Michigan. It's in Detroit. Wisconsin, it? I thought. It was, it's somewhere up north. Where the, they're... They're basically shutting the church down. They're going to restart it in six months. They're going to restart in six months, and the elderly of the church are not are not to come They've back. They've asked them not to come back for two years because they're trying to— Well, even if even after the two years— They're going to be it's, on a case-by-case case basis, yeah, basically. Which I know, is just— I know. I know. It's ridiculous. It's so it's, against everything. On one hand, I see where they're coming from about wanting to— attract more young people but that's not the way you do it at all that's not how you do it you know Uh, it's not it's not the older people who are keeping the young people away it's something you're obviously doing we'll get into all that because i got some stories um again not going to throw anybody under the bus i'm just going to say that it was the differences of opinion on some things so uh, my dad became the choir director at this place okay uh, after the, the split and all that kind of stuff and um was the choir director for, I don't know, six, seven years, something like that. Again, this place is less than half a mile from my house. Yeah. There was no such thing as going to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. You basically lived there. I, we The joke for the longest time was that we couldn't pass by the church without stopping. Yeah. And I'm not even joking about it. I mean, it's not even a joke. Because it's always about going in and trying. There's some, always there's something, something to do. There's something to do. And, and yeah. like, I literally like grew up in that church. Yeah. I mean, all the time. Everything centered well, around church. A lot of the churches that we went to when we were moving around, mm-hmm. mom would work as the church secretary. You so, go. you know, after school, you'd be going by, you know, catch a ride home with right. mom or, right. you know, you'd be going by the church because she's got to, you know, print something off right. or right. you're going by the church. And I will say that that, that that church that I'm talking about is an old church. It was built in like the 1920s. Yeah. Somewhere in there, you know, um, it was re I think they redid it in like the 50s or something like that. They, they kind of went in and did some, you know. Um, it was out of this basement. It was all rock, you know, and, and it was really a, a cool, you know, there was some cinder block and that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> when we were, I don't know, my, my dad did, you know, my dad works, has, has always worked in like home improvement construction, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. And so, uh, you know, he did a lot of work for all the churches that he's gone to. Um, and that one, they redid the basement at one point, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. It was really nice. Anyway, what I'm getting to here is that I spent a lot of time there. My dad being the choir director, they had these wonderful things called cantatas that basically it's your your Christmas and Easter musicals. Yeah. You know? um, we did. I know you guys didn't have music in your church. All right. No, I know. I, we have a different type have of instruments music. in we, your church. We didn't have instruments yeah, I know, in the church. I know, I know, I know. Uh, and that's what I meant to say, not music. We, you know, this was, you know. You had full band and choir. Uh, no. There was, uh, I grew up in the traditional, uh, well, we had a choir. But yeah. I grew up with a traditional, like, piano and organ. Oh, okay. Great. They had a, a Hammond B3 with the Leslie speakers. Well, that's where all the Hammond oh, B3s man. came from. I know, man. Every uh, About know. 20 years ago, they were going to sell that, and my dad was like looking to buy it. And I was like, what are you going to do with it? He's like, I'm going to put it in your living room. I'm like, yes, you are going to put it in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> but it never it never happened. So uh, they still have that 
Hammond and everything oh, now. Really? So yeah, my grandmother played piano and, oh, and, okay. and, and organ, and I mean that's what she did until she couldn't anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, um, interesting thing about my grandmother. Uh, those of you who listen, my, my grandmother just passed recently. She was ninety eight years old. My grandmother is in the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. <clears throat> really. Is it the Gospel Music Hall of Fame? I keep learning or more and more about your family. Talking my grandmother with you. was in a back in the 30s and 40s. Was in a um, I can't remember what 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 their names were, but um, was in a uh, a women's quartet, and they used to sing on the radio. Oh, okay, yeah, and they recorded some I, albums and stuff like. And through that, that's how that group got into the Hall of Fame. Gotcha. And um, so yeah, and and my my. My grandmother and my grandfather and my dad mm-hmm. and his brother had a uh, a gospel quartet that they sang like yeah. all through. My dad, okay, my dad did all that until he discovered the Beatles in the '60s, and then I was kind of. But my dad, look, my dad wanted to be in a gospel quartet. Like as much as we wanted to be rock stars, my dad wanted to be in a gospel quartet. He wanted to be like that that Kingsman or the you know one of those. Uh, well, Oak Ridge Boys started off as one. Yeah. And Statler Brothers started yep. off as a gospel quartet. Yep. Uh, you know, there, there's a there was a bunch of those. You, you get Ray the, Charles the, started off yeah, in gospel. You got Little the, Richard started yeah, off in gospel. Right. But it's one of those things you go back through. And you look at like you know, I said the Kingsman come <clears throat> come to mind as you know they were. Uh, you got the stamps. You got the um, yeah. Oh, what's the big when uh, they live here, they're from here. Um, I can't remember. There was a bunch of gospel, a lot of family gospel quartets yeah. and stuff like that. The, yeah, you know, the Blackwood Brothers. Yeah, you know, there was a whole bunch of 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 that type of of, of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so my dad became the choir director. I spent a lot of time at the church because whenever it was the Christmas or Easter season, they would they would have multiple rehearsals with the choir, you know, and the soloists and all that kind of stuff. So the people who were in the choir who had kids, we kind of ran through the building. Yeah. Like not up in the sanctuary because that's where everything was going on. We were in the basement, basement yeah. which led to hide and go seek, which led to hide and go seek in the dark. Oh yeah. Always. Okay. So one night <clears throat> this hallway, it's like you come in, you go down for about, I don't know, 20 feet or so. And then there's a curve to your left and then there's an immediate curve back to your right yeah. and then that hallway went down another about 25 30 feet and then there was immediate turn back to your right to your left again or to your left again and then it was, it was kind of one of those things we turn on the lights out the only thing that you could see down there was at the end of that like when you got down to the end of that last far that long hallway there was uh because at the when you made that turn um when you got all the way to the end of that hallway you either went there was a an, a an exit, like an emergency exit yeah, there, or yeah. you turned back right immediately and went up the stairs to go up to the sanctuary. So there was a little bit of light down in that corner. There, down in that corner, there was an exit sign, so you could see the red, the the red exit, you know, the red light from the exit sign. Yeah. So I'm hauling it down mm-hmm. through there, hauling it down through there, and I I'll make the you know, I make the, the first couple turns because there is some light coming from back, you know, where you come in the door. And I'm running down that last hallway, and I see that red light, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm getting there, no big deal, you know, blah blah blah. And I got down there, and I made a sharp left turn and ran right smack into that cinder block wall, oh. face first. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
and I don't ever remember hitting the floor. I just remember being on the floor. <laughs> yeah, there's that short amount of time from I, the I brain lost, trauma yeah, until you wake exactly, up on the floor. You know, and I had a huge yeah. like knot on my forehead. You know, and it's like, uh, of course, you know, lock-ins. Oh, lock-ins. lock-ins the first yeah. time we had a lock-in, that was you know that was so much fun. See, we okay, we went from Kentucky to Michigan, where you know we had. The church, little country church way out in mm-hmm. the country that we went to, I think maybe had like 100, 120 members. And we moved to northern Michigan. And if everybody was there and everybody was healthy, there was like 15 of us right. on a Sunday. And we drove for hours to get there, mm-hmm. it seemed like. And then we moved to south central Illinois. And that's where I first discovered lock-ins. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, Church of Christ. You know, you know the Baptists have a large organizational Right. Assembly over them. Uh, I think assemblies. Assemblies of God did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, churches of Christ don't do that. Nazarenes have that also. Um, Seventh day Adventists do mm-hmm. that. Um, of course, Catholic Church. Right. You know, um, churches of Christ don't do that. Each Church of Christ is independent, independent of each okay. other, but they're all part of you know the brothership or the, 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 the brotherhood. Of Christ, yeah. The churches. The only ones going to heaven. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those. Um, you know, they're they're all part of the the brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of gets along. Well, in Illinois, you know, all the churches are you know small. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all little country. Well, they would all get together. You know, you'd have like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you'd yeah. all get together right. and like on the weekends you'd have like um, youth rally. Right, you know, everybody would show up at one church. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about youth rallies. Yeah, yeah so, you know, all these churches would show up at one, one church, place, and, there'd and they be would singing, and there would be uh, no, yeah, yeah, all the church stuff, and then they'd have a big lunch, right. and then there'd be more, you know, like free time and games and stuff after lunch and all that. But they'd do lock-ins, mm-hmm. and of course, you had to go to a, what a bigger they, church or somewhere. Like, of. No, what they would do is they some of the bigger cities around there would have like a YMCA. Oh, okay, and they would rent out the whole YMCA yeah, yeah. and do a lock-in at the YMCA. And then it's like twelve hours of, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. No, know, know. no sleep. Oh, just no. going no. Full all up all night. Yeah. You know, and, and all kinds of activities. Not, yeah. Not just hide and seek. I mean, that was like the big thing we always, especially as when we were young teenagers, that was fun. like we had a racquetball tournament. Yeah. At one of them. Well, that was we switched churches when I was sixteen. We went to a Nazarene church. Um, it's Pentecostal light. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pentecostal so, light. Okay. It's like. We're all for that Pentecostal, you know. Hey, yeah, we're, we, you know, we're all about the Pentecostal, but the, uh, speaking in tongues is, a, is a, you know, it's a bridge too far, you know. That's a, <laughs> it's it's kind of well, we can only do so much, yeah, you know. It's yeah, a yeah. Uh, and great friends out of the Nazarene Church, oh, still, yeah. you know, thirty thirty. I can't believe it's been thirty years, but that was a. They had a what they called a family life center, which was a gymnasium. Yeah, you know, and so that was always fun, you know. Um. Step back. Um, I guess as we get into it, we had a series of incidences at that first church that ultimately led us to not being there any longer. Oh, okay. Um, power plays by pastors, and you know, and one of them that just straight up was a liar. And okay, we won't get into all of it. It legitimately came down to us. Oh, you gotta love church politics. It came down to an us or us or them or them type. Oh, that situation. sounds like a, a split. Yeah. Well, know. it wasn't even a split. It legitimately was a. My dad and my grandfather were both on the board, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's deacon of the church. You know, they were board members. And this guy said that he was leaving and went to to the place where he was going. Yeah. And one weekend, and then came back and decided that he wasn't going. Like, all of a sudden. So like, it, was a full, a it was a full Clash song. Should I stay yeah. or should I go? Yeah, pretty much. But then when he came back and they had the board meeting, he basically said, I will stay. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I will stay here, but those two can't be on the board any longer. Talking about your dad and, and my your grandfather. grandfather. Mm-hmm. And all these people that we had known for years and years and years, rather than having to go through another pastoral change, said, okay. Wow. Voted them off the board. Yeah. My grandfather continued going to go that church until he died because even though he would, you know, it just, that was his church. He wasn't going anywhere else. Yeah. You know, uh, we hung on for a couple months or so and then we left, you know, because it was just, this is, it's bad enough sitting under someone who doesn't want you there, but then have like all of your friends say, yeah, we would people. rather, we would rather hang out with, have someone deal with someone that we know is it, not on the level rather than you're talking yeah. about the whole, uh, the devil, you know, yeah, type thing. And there was, after that happened, that, that, that church went downhill from there on out, you know. I mean, it yeah. wasn't us. It was because of that type of stuff. They had a series of pastors that just one after another after another, you know. So we went we went to Nazarene Church. Great place to be. One of the great things about it is we were coming from a church that was smaller. Yeah. That didn't have... Um, I had some great friends at the, at the Assemblies of God Church. Um, but as the years went on, there were fewer and fewer of them because they either went somewhere else or they graduated high school and you know, that kind of stuff. So it was one of those things where there weren't a whole lot of young, like teenage, there weren't a whole lot of teenagers, you know, like the youth group, yeah. there really wasn't, there was like three or four of us that were, that were kind of consistent and everybody else was kind of yeah. in and out and eventually all out, you know? And so moving from there to the Nazarene church was great because they had a big youth group. With big youth groups, you get a lot of girls. Oh, yeah. Which all of a sudden, I started wanting to go to church a lot more. <laughs> I'll admit it. I, well, I won't even try to deny that one. You know, it's well, a teenage that, boy. Yes, there's teenage girls here. It's a, you well, know. I mean, that was the draw of the youth rallies and the lock Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you go to a small church and you're always seeing the same people that you always see, yep. all of a sudden somebody goes, hey, youth rally over at such and such this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is their youth group? Well, they've got more girls than we do. Well, well then we're yeah, going. We're yeah, going. exactly. Yeah. So that... Um, Not exactly the reason why you're supposed to be going, yeah, but... Well, it, I guess whatever gets you in the door, you yeah. know? <laughs> 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 Let's be honest. Uh, but no, it, it, but that was great for, you know, because... And, and come to find out, uh, someone who is still a friend of mine, I, um, we knew each other from... Uh, my next door neighbor kept kids. You yeah. know, for years, and so there was always, you know, I guess they didn't come to find out. One of my friends, Michelle, was going to church there, and her and her sister, and it was one like, hey, I hadn't seen them in forever, and so I knew people all of a yeah. sudden, you know, and and so it was one of those things of I made a lot of good friends. I people I'm still friends with, you know, and um, so yeah, no, that was the the Nazarene experience was different. It was different from what I was used to. Yeah, but it was also really good. In a lot of ways, there was some other stuff. We won't get into all that because yeah, it, you know, it's because but, everybody has everybody has some kind of gripe with wherever they're going. 
Okay, well, I it's, mean that's no, that's across the boards. You know, no church is perfect. No, you, you don't, not in the slightest. You don't, so. you and the people who aren't perfect either. You know, you got to think of it more as, as in the analogy that I've heard quite a bit, especially here lately, is mm-hmm. it's a hospital. You know, yeah, church, church is that, a place you know. for where all the broken yeah. folks have to go where to they try to fix be. it. Yeah, where yeah. they should be, you know. And, you know, <clears throat> you don't go to church looking at, you know, you don't, it's like, oh, well, when, you know, when I'm more, you know, when I'm better, I'll mm-hmm. start going yeah, to church. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like, no, no you come in and you, you get better while you're here. You go to church and right, you, right, you, right. you get better while you're there. At least there. that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. Uh, the thing with, the thing with, I'll say it's Old Hickory Nazarene. Okay. The thing with them, like I said, they had a family life center. They yeah. had, um, there was, uh, it was a, it was a pretty good, there was a good balance between the older and the younger, yeah. you know, which you uh, my grandmother was actually a founding member of that church way back. Like she grew up Nazarene. That's why we wound up going there. Okay. And then when she married my grandfather, he was, it was one of those things that until my, until my dad was born, they were kind of going, they were going to different churches and then they decided, well, we need to really be in one church. And so yeah. she started going with him to the, to the, uh, the Assemblies of God. And but this was hey you know and she still knew people from over there yeah my parents knew some people from over there you know and that kind of stuff and, and come to find out I knew somebody that, that that went to church there so it was that was until I stopped going to church on a regular basis that's where that's where I attended that was probably six ish years or so and. A lot of people I'm still really good friends with. I don't see them as much as I used to, but it's still one of those things of their family. You know, it's yeah. it's that type of stuff. And here's where we get into the stories because this is where the, the, you remember this is from like 16 to about 22. Yeah. Okay. Again, family life center. They had a gymnasium. There was a group of guys that were in that. They're still in our generation, but they were the older version. Yeah, like the you know, you know. They were the ones that were born a decade prior to us. Okay. Yeah, they were still in our generation, but they were in. They were the older. You're talking like 67, 68. Well, no. Um, well, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit more than that. It's one of those things that, like, I like. I was 16 at the time. They were probably 25, 26, 27 years okay. old. One yeah, of those right. where it's yeah. one of those like very front end Gen X, you know. Yeah. And you and know in the back end and then the back yeah type okay. stuff and. To be honest, let, let, let's be honest. There, there's a difference between the front end Gen X and the back end. Yeah, Gen X, there is. You know, and the middle to back end Gen X. You know, um, they're still they were still kind of riding a little bit of the baby boomer. Well, you know, whatever. There, you, you always get kind of a flux between because you've got mm-hmm. the ones that are influenced by the generation before right, them, right? And then you've got those those the early ones, the ones that kind of set the pace and the tone for the ones that right, come in right. after them. And, All good guys. Yeah, you know, and they were you know young married. They people, figured out what you know, the last generation of, screwed right, up, you know, and they're trying to fix of, it and change all it. All out of college and their career. You know, like I said, you know, in their twenties, they're married. Yeah. You know, some of them they were just starting to have kids. You know, and that kind of stuff. And and um, they would play basketball on Thursday nights. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll go play basketball with them. And I'll be honest, it's one of those things. Basketball is always one of those things I flirted with, like all oh, ever since I was a kid. I'm okay. from Kentucky, yeah. so basketball well, is life. Here's the other thing, I'm. Now, five foot eight on a good day, and depending on what it set depends of Doc on what, Martin. Well, wearing. now I mean, now I mean, just <laughs> flat-footed. I'm even right close to yeah, it, okay. you know. Right. Um, but it, admittedly, it's as I get older, I'm shrinking, you know. So I'm, I'm you yeah. know, it, it was always one of those. Okay, I'm, I'm five, sure we'll round up to five eight, you know. Yeah, I'm five foot, five foot eight 
white kid, you know, that I know the white doesn't really have anything to do with it, but I, but I played like what you would say a white, you know, <laughs> I've seen you play basketball. Yeah. You definitely, well, but white here's boy. the thing is that for a number of years I played, I, you know, I, I walked out there, you know, I, of course I could dribble and shoot and that kind of stuff. I just wasn't very good, but I really learned how to play basketball there. You get into the actual strategy. Right. And, and what just that, it was also, you know, just like, no, when, you know, don't just throw the ball up. Actually, square up and look at the basket, and you know, and this and that. And and, yeah. and I played a lot of basketball there over the years. Uh, matter of fact, when I was, um, we went there it was in the spring. So, so my the the first year that I was there, it was one of those things we played on Thursday nights. Well, then we started playing on Monday nights as well, and then we started, and then we got into a a, a league that was in the community. Um, on Friday night. So we were playing Monday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. You got to where you knew and each a lot other of ta- really well, well. And a lot of times we get a phone call on like a Tuesday, like, hey, some of us want to go and play basketball. You want to come play? Sure. Yeah. I played a ton of basketball for several years in there. Um, again, you know, we played in a couple of leagues. I was always off the bench guy. You know, I wasn't a starter unless we only had five of us, you know, that showed that night or whatever. Yeah. But it was one of those things that enjoyed it. We had fun, you know that kind of stuff. That was the year that I lost all the weight. You know, I went from less than I weigh now, actually right around what I weigh now to about 170 pounds and stayed that way because yeah, you're running. All I the was time. running all the time. It was just kind of one of those things, you know, I mean, I was in some of the best shape of my life. I'm 16, 17 years old, you know, it's See, a, that's where, that's where I got into that when we moved to Hendersonville. Oh yeah. Because there was a, but you know, that was a huge, church. we went from churches that were like oh, yeah. 100, 120 members. Oh, well that's a big, yeah, that's to, a big church. To a church that at the time was 1200 members. Right. Right. You know, first time, you know, the folks took us there and we walked in, we were like, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know. And eventually that's a story. Okay. We showed up and like three months later, that church had a split. Oh yeah. And yeah. at first, um, okay. Here's I don't, the thing. I don't, they were, they were, they were, they were about 1200. Where did it wind up? Um, I want to say somewhere around seven. Okay. That's I not, could, that's not I, bad. I could be, but it was ugly. Right. It oh was, yeah. They, they was, always are. I've always said there, there's not, there's no fight like a church fight. Okay, that well, it, is. It's not, the, the only fight that gets worse than a church fight is an actual family fight. Oh well, yeah, yeah, and honestly, it's about the same thing because right. if you're into a church and you're into, been into a church for a while and you're, um, it's family. It, it is family. You, it it becomes family, and even folks that you went to church with like years ago that you haven't seen, those folks are still family. Um, but for like the first three months or so, I don't know how it was for mom and dad, but on the kid's side, nobody was really talking to us and come to find out the reason is because everybody was kind of watching our family to see which way we're we were going to go. Fall yeah, on this yeah, thing. yeah. And then once the, that kind of happened and the fallout happened and all that, then things got a little easier and I got drug into, um, all the churches of Christ around Nashville had mm-hmm. their own basketball league, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, for, yeah. for the high schoolers. And I got drug into that with a buddy of mine, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it, every Saturday, and that wasn't just a basketball game. That oh, was no. a crusade. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. a crusade. Oh, absolutely. We, we were trying to kill each other. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. Whereas it was supposed to actually bring, you know, Everybody unity together, and fellowship no, and all yeah. that. No, it, we had... Well, see, 
I, I've I've seen different churches. You know, get. I've been part of one where. Oh yeah. Where we beat somebody or somebody beat us, and there was a lot of trash talking going on out in the court, and then somebody meet somebody in the parking lot. There'd almost be oh, a know. fight or oh, something. Oh, I know. I know. Now, what's even worse? It's church league softball. <laughs> and I know this because I played for a number of years. Actually, I didn't have the same experience oh, in, in church man. league softball. And, so, and But anyway, you know that turned into there was my buddy Gary. He ended up doing uh, getting us into the city league, church league, playing basketball like in college and all that. Right. That was more fun than the high school stuff that I did. Right. And then me and my buddy Jay actually did the church softball league. Mm-hmm. And our team wasn't managed real well. And, you know, you were either in or you were out and mm-hmm. you'd play a little bit. And I'm terrible at softball. I'll, I'll just see. admit it. I'm terrible at softball. softball so. But it was fun because we were playing all the other churches in Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. And we were all talking trash. But oh, at yeah. the end of the game, it was like, all right, we'll see you guys next right. week. You know? Oh, no. We, uh, our 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 softball team was good, like we dominated that league. I mean, we we were the <laughs> oh, team. You were to, that yeah. team, and and you know w- there was there was one church in particular that just you know it was one of those things. You get down to the end of the season, you have your tournament, you know, and that kind of stuff. And it was a double elimination tournament, and we got beat in the first the first round, you know. So we're into the losers bracket, which means we made it all the way to the championship, but we had to win twice. Yeah. And this one church, man, we 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 slacked them the first game, and the second game was tight, and we wound up winning it like legit, like throw to the plate to try to you know type thing, nice. and got in under the tag, you know type stuff. And they were just like, we just cannot beat these guys. <laughs> you know? uh, we had some issues with one of the commissioners because he went to a different church that was. And oh like, yeah. We wound up being eliminated from a tournament because he called a game once we got down, and you know type crap like that. Um, now what was funny, and I was actually talking to a friend of mine on Facebook about this the other day, is that in the early '90s we got new uniforms. And, you know, we had a men's league and we had a women's league both. You know, we generally get one, you know, all oh, one color, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Somebody made a suggestion that the men's team play the women's team. And no. I was like, no, we don't no. want to play them. They'll no. kill us. But here's the thing is that the the uniforms that we ordered and what we got were two different things. <laughs> we ordered, I forget what it was called, cranberry or something. It was supposed to be like a dark red. Yeah. Like, like a red. You know, came out Pepto. They came out pink. Not Pepto. It was like a pink. Like, like hot pink? Yeah, pretty oh. much. And so it was one of those things. We came walking out on the field the first the first night with these pink jerseys on, and the other team laughed at us. We slacked them. I mean, we, we, we just about yeah. ran the ran the gamut that year. It was kind of one of those things of like, yeah, we're wearing pink. What are you going to say about it? You know, it was <laughs> like, <laughs> we had those things for several years, and eventually they, they finally got some just regular plain white ones. You know, but we wore those things for years of, and you know, we go to tournaments and stuff, and and yeah. people always just like, oh, okay, you know. Uh, but yeah, church league softball had so much fun with that kind of stuff. Um, my friend, um, we had a new pastor. We were there for three years. No, we'd been there for two years. And yeah. the pastor left. He'd been there for a while. Moved to, I think, Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Took a church up there. And the, which is which is funny, because he moved to Michigan, and the, the pastor that came in was 
originally from Michigan. He didn't come from, I think they came from Ohio is where they were coming from, but they were originally from Michigan. It was like, but they uh, had eight kids. Oh, they had their own softball team. Pretty much, yeah. And it was one of those things that um, the oldest, Stephanie, was a year younger than me. And then um, Brad, the the next the next oldest, um, was three years younger than me. Yeah, okay. And Brad and I have been friends pretty much since day one. I mean, it's he, you know, <clears throat> um, when his dad left back in the late 90s, he was going to school here. At Trebekah. Trebekah is a Nazarene college, university, you know, like kind yeah. of stuff. And that was, there was a lot of, hey, why don't you go to Trebekah? Why don't you go to Trebekah? Why don't you go to Trebekah? Didn't go to Trebekah, thank well, God. there's a lot. Uh, if you, I know, If I you know, go to a church. And there's a, there's and a all, church, I All know. the churches yeah. have their own um, colleges that they're affiliated Absolutely. with. Absolutely. And that was, in the Assemblies of God, there was um, Evangel Colleges in Springville, Missouri. Yeah. And there was a big push for, well, hey, why don't you go to Evangel? Why don't you go to Evangel, you know? Yeah. See, the Churches of Christ, you, there's there's several. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and things have changed over the years since I was coming up. So locally, we have Lipscomb. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although there's, yeah, I'm going to say it. There's questions as to exactly how tightly they're affiliated with yeah. the Churches of Christ anymore. Let's say with the Baptists here, we've got Belmont. But both of my yeah. both of my sisters went to Lipscomb. Mm-hmm. My mom went to Lipscomb. She she was actually at Lipscomb uh, when Kennedy was shot. Oh, okay. My wife went to uh, the one that's out in West Tennessee, Freed Hardeman. Okay. Which is um, out in Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, not and, Hendersonville. Not Hendersonville. Henderson. Henderson. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Out uh, out by Jackson, kind of south of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and actually, that college has been there for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. her great, great, great grandmother. It was a teacher school. Mm-hmm. Well, her parents, she's like fourth generation Freed Hardeman mm-hmm. type. And then there's the one in um, Searcy, Arkansas. That is Harding yeah. University, and that's where her sister went. And of course, there, you know, there's OVC, there's Oklahoma Christian. Oh yeah, there's, there's a whole Faulkner, bunch. Of, yeah, I know. It's a... I think Faulkner. I I don't know. She actually knows a lot more about yeah. it because she actually works in the Christian publishing mm-hmm. industry. So okay, yeah. So what was it? Anyway, you, so, you always get pushed towards yeah, oh, I your know, through through whatever. I know. Yeah. yeah, believe me. Believe me. I know. But yeah, it's one of those things. That church was great. There was all kinds of you know. Yeah, we used to do back if you, if you lived around Nashville in the the early to the I guess to the late nineties, there was um, there was an LPGA uh, golf event that happened here. It was a Surly golf, uh, yeah. Classic. It was over at the Hermitage yeah. uh, Golf Course, and our, I, I our, remember that tournament came through every every year. year. It, was it was a yearly thing. Well, see, that's the thing we did, and it was. Um, it, and the events that around it that oh, were yeah. around it were a lot of fun. Yeah, they would have you know they would usually have like they would have a hole in one you know like a contest you know what sponsored it was usually like the for, like it's early like a long on drive competition yeah but but like it was one of those things yeah. that like it was it was um, one hundred Judd sponsored it yeah. for a while and then of course Vince Gill started sponsoring you know for from from there on out yeah. you know but they would always have concerts you know there would be, there would be like yeah big acts that played there and that kind of stuff we did um, trash pickup and parking. For oh, all of that, okay, and so I spent a lot of time over there through all that stuff, and it was a lot yeah. of fun, you know. And uh, uh, remind me, I'll tell you a story off that I'm not going to tell. <laughs> uh, dealing with some some well-known people in the music business, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Nashville. Yeah, I know. But 
that was so much fun. I mean, because it was it was literally one of those things. I mean, especially after I started cleaning, like clearing out in the afternoon, like in the evenings and stuff. You know, because we had like trucks and stuff that we could use. You know, and golf carts. And like I said, man, we used to like fly through that. I mean, just oh, have yeah. the best time. You know, and I'm not just talking about the kids. <laughs> no, the, the adults turned into yeah. little kids all of a sudden. Too, yeah. All of a sudden, we're you know, I mean, legit. Like you know, there's four of us. Like like hanging off the back of a pickup, like an S10, like sitting with our, our legs off yeah. the side, and we're doing like 25 miles an hour down through these, you know, whatever, holding on, trying not to fall off the back of the truck. And it just... <laughs> that just sounds like growing it up was. in the country. It was so know. much fun, you know. Um, okay, uh, I got to ask this. Sure. Um, churches sometimes build their reputations on uh, how good the potlucks are. Okay, I was going to get into that. <laughs> uh, a couple of uh, first off, I'll say right now it, it's a competition. Uh, you know, number one and number two about who's got the best potlucks. Oh, I'm yeah, going to say it's between Church of Christ and the Baptist. Well, probably I'll tell you, uh, um, Assemblies of God. Yeah. Because again, there was a lot of older people there, so we oh, got a lot yeah. of grandma food. Oh no, everybody that was delicious. Church cookbooks. Oh my yes, yeah, and we used to do those. We used to do those. You know, we my wife do, collects them. Yeah, and I think my mom still has the one from down there. Uh, now, when we got to the Nazarene Church, they were a little more about going out to eat, but we would do potlucks. You yeah, know, from time to time. Usually, what they did because again, they had a. Uh, of course, all churches have kitchens, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, but they had like. A really Actually, that was a nice controversial kitchen. thing in the Church of Christ there for a while. Oh, yeah? It was like, um, for the longest time, you know, if, if you're a Church of Christ, you didn't have a kitchen, and you didn't really? have a gym. It was, it oh. was, it was, a church was church, and social right, was social. Right, and right, 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 right. I'm, I'm, that's one thing I'm glad that has changed. Right. And there's reasons I can get into, and, and biblical stuff I can point to, that I, that, that was absolutely ridiculous. Right. Well, there... It's always someone's opinion is what it comes down to. I mean, that's a... And here's where I'm going to get into but, just a little bit of theology. Okay, okay, go ahead. Just a little bit. One of my favorite things I, I love to hear, especially... I don't hear it as much anymore. Well, sometimes, but from the generation, like my grandmother's generation, yeah. and a little younger. <clears throat> like maybe not quite to my dad's generation, but that yeah. that next behind that. Kind of that greatest generation. Yeah. And the, the, the silent, silent generation. generation. Yeah. Was you would go to do something a little different. Yeah. Nothing big, but, you know, something a little different. And the question, and the, the answer was always, no, we've always done it this way. Uh, tradition right. over. And I, as I got a little older and a little more educated about certain things, whenever people were like, no, well, we've always done it this way, or the church has always done it this way. I'm like, no, the church has only done that for like 100 years. <laughs> before that, they did this. <laughs> and well, before that, they did this. <laughs> and this is where I might get into some of those preacher things. Yeah. One, one of the things that I've heard preachers talk about over the years about the same thing uh-huh. is there's a family. They're getting ready to cook Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. and you know, they would always get a ham and they would cut probably six inches off the end of the ham and then cook it. Right. And after years and years of doing this, somebody at the dinner table finally looks at grandma and goes, Grandma, why why in your recipe does it say to cut six inches off the ham before mm-hmm. you cook it? She's like, Well, I didn't have a long enough pan to put a whole ham in, so I'd have to cut the ham <laughs> have to cut six inches off the a, ham yeah. so I could get it in the pan to cook right, the thing in right, the first place. Right. You know, just because you do something right. doesn't necessarily mean exactly. that Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's as I became as is I it, became is it, a tra- is it tradition or is it 
biblical. Right, right exactly. And that's yeah. a, and even as I became older and more of a smart ass, you know, and, and really like really poking the bear on a lot of time, a lot of stuff, you know, of, of yeah. traditions and all that. You know, I, and I fully admit it's not a hundred percent true, but it's somewhat true. It's, it's true enough. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. I, I would, anytime somebody would start talking about, especially when you would get into politics, like actual politics in the church, you know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, any, it didn't matter which side they were on. I was always like, well, you know Jesus was a socialist, right? Mm. Exactly. Mm. I know it's not true, not 100% true, but it's true enough. Okay, that's the – but that would always set people off. And that, and that was and that was me trolling. It was me trolling 100%. So, you know, that's yeah, – <laughs> I'm not, We're not getting into politics. Exactly. I know. And it. like I said, it – it was, but that was that was my poking let's, the bear of let's, hey. Let's you know, say you a, you were more asking, you were more about asking questions. You know, somebody absolutely. going, "This is the way it is," and you going, "Absolutely, why? Absolutely." And why? that was a lot of. And here's here is going to be my biggest gripe that I have with, and that's part of actually about building your faith because absolutely. instead of just taking something yeah, that somebody exactly. says at, at face value and then going, "Okay, this is what you're saying," right. Can you walk me up to the point of why you exactly. believe that? And that's and that's I don't have a problem with Christianity at all. I don't have a problem with the Bible even, because you just have to take it in the context of what it is. You know, you have to think, you're talking about uh of like I mean, you're really talking about like caveman era of, of a lot of the stuff, and especially in the old testament. So obviously they're going to have a completely different set of ways of looking at things than well, the modern man. You there's know? going to be some cultural there. Exactly. But believe it or not, we have, and one of my one of the people that I'm friends with, that is actually he. That's what he's going to school for. Mm-hmm. That's he he works as a minister, mm-hmm. but he's also continually Educating, growing right. his education, and the amount of scrolls and manuscripts that we have of the document itself. Right. And the... the translations and a lot of well, it. So. Well, no, I mean, some of it's even translated. Even today, even mm-hmm. in present day, um, the Jewish community, they ha- still have scribes mm-hmm. to where they are literally taking a scroll and they are writing it all over again to make sure that that scroll in its entirety, the way it was written, right. all the way down to the punctuation, right. is copied and preserved for the next generation. Right. And it, because that stuff will go away eventually, just deterioration and everything. Well, you, know, you know, it's a it, it's papyrus, right? And they're still not meant to last and forever, and they're still doing it on papyrus, right, or, right. or you know. Or, and if they even make like the smallest, and he was talking about a friend of his that actually witnessed this mm-hmm. guy made one small error on the punctuation, had to start all over again. He tore that one piece of paper up into shreds, mm-hmm. put it in a special pot, lit fire to it. And burned it to make sure that it, you know, mm-hmm. the mistake would not. They have that reverence right, for. Right. So, then, yeah, start all over again. You know, when they go, oh well, you know, we, there's no way to know that it can be. Cool. Right. No, we have thousands. Right. Well, anyway, we're getting off in the weeds here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know, but I, Sorry, I'm there just, with you. I know, I know, I know. It's fresh on my mind because there was just a conversation about it. It's it's this mic, I think. I my, one of my big gripes. That I I do have with some people. Yes. Not all, not the church as a whole. Individuals. There are some people. 
is the I run into a lot of people who just could not use the phrase I don't know. But that that goes for a whole lot of things. Oh, I know. Ever for some reason individuals feel like they have to be right. Right. I right. would rather look at you and go, I have no idea. Exactly. Let me do some research exactly. and, and I'll that's, get back and, to and you. again, that goes to the whole, you know, you ask a question about, you know, yeah. whatever, whether it's important or not, because yeah. there's a lot of really unimportant questions that get asked, you know, about certain stories in the Bible and stuff. Yeah. And rather than saying, I don't know, people come up with some, yeah. their own interpretation and it gets or, blown out or blown out. Or you know? better yet, you know, well, I don't know. Why don't we both look into it, Yeah, you know, and study it together and see if we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Again, that's my biggest gripe, you know. Oh, I'll let me tell you. We're talking about, you know, the potlucks and everything. We used to go out. We used to go out. Here we go. Fat fat boy (laughs) wants to talk about the food. We would go out after church a lot. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. That was like a big thing. The Sunday afternoon, you know, the lunch after, you know. Um, Well, it still is. Oh, Sunday Sunday lunch after church. I'm sure it still is. I don't know. That's, it's been a long time. Yeah. The, (laughs) from working in the service industry. Man, I hate to see the church crowd yeah. come in. <laughs> okay, you wanted you wanted to get into gripes. Um, you know, I worked in the service industry a little bit, not mm-hmm. as much as you have, but mm-hmm. some. Um, church crowd would run you to death and tip nothing. Yeah, and, just, and that I don't understand that because now, that it's not goes, all of them. No, but, it's not all but of them. That but that was there's a certain, generally true. There's a certain group of them, and it's usually the ones that are what. They're the ones that are always doing the look at me, look how holy I am, mm-hmm, look mm-hmm, how, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always those folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's about helping other people and taking care of other people. Now, how do you go and run up, you know, a $50, $60 bill and then tip less than 10%? Right. right. I, I know. I know. Or As leave, a whole. Or leave, you know, or leave the, one of those stupid flyers. I know, I know. Or like, yes. You know, they're like, oh, come join us for Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. you, the quickest way to turn off, you know, your server from mm-hmm. not wanting to come to church with you is to not tip them. Right. Or leave them something that looks like a tip and you pull or, it out and it's one of those. Or witness to them. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't tell you how many times I finally got to the point where people were like, let me ask you a question, and before they even like, especially on Sunday afternoons, so let yeah. me ask you a question. And I would already say, "Look, I'm already, I'm already not going to one church." So it's <laughs> I what I don't have a problem with is somebody going, "Hey, um, if you don't have anywhere you're going, we, you know, I'd, we'd like right. to invite you to go to church with us." I That's have one no thing. problem with That's that. That's one thing. Yeah. But when they go, "Are you saved? I know. Can we I know. speak to you about our Lord and Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus?" Mm. That just, I know, I know. That because there's a point of. For me, yeah. You know, hey, this is where we go. We'd like to invite you to come mm-hmm. go with us. Mm-hmm. You know, come. You know, come visit with us. See what you want we're to about. Come hang out. If not, it's cool. Yeah. You know. Um. But then g- going into that whole the spiel, the spiel, the spiel. We all know the spiel. It's you know. A, oh, this is because to me it feels like that's more about the person doing it, right? Than oh, the absolutely. person they're trying it's to the talk whole, it's to. It's the whole the, the Pharisees and yeah. you know going and standing on the street corner and these big ecclesiastical. You know, yeah, there you prayers go. and stuff like, look how holy I am. Again, not, not bagging on anything because it, it's all. It's no, not. I'm, this isn't a blanket statement. And you know, and it's one of those things. Is let, all, let's be honest. All generalizations are bad, including right. this one. Let's be honest. Of the two of us sitting here, you're yeah. the more religious of the two. I am someone who grew up 
religion, religious, yeah, who is not really any longer. That doesn't mean that what I was taught I've just completely thrown away. Yeah, it just means that I'm not religious any longer. Now, I don't go to church. You know, I, yeah. I don't you know take the sacraments and all that kind of stuff because it's just not the thing that I do. Now that know? being said, I am probably the worst Christian to, <laughs> to call to say Christian well, because. I you know I still I still have a lot of questions. Oh yeah, well now. yeah, but there's I'm nothing probably, wrong with having and, questions. And I, that I, was my mic, so it's and a, you know I'm I'm completely backslidden and I'm I'm completely lax on everything yeah. and and I keep going. I'll be mm-hmm. honest, a lot of it is I keep going because the wife wants to go. Right. I like going with the right. wife. I've always gone my entire life. Mm-hmm. Well, I take it back. I didn't go a lot while I was in college. Right. I took a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, I took my first big my break yeah. when I was in college, and I did go to a couple churches just, here, like sporadically as I got older. I was just, but I was just burnt. And, I haven't in a long time. And I, you know, I was at college, and the two churches that I had a choice from, I didn't really get into yeah. either yeah. one, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm just not. And it is in the the guy that we've got preaching now. I could sit and listen to him, mm-hmm. and. Things are starting to make more sense. He 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 preaches a way where you can actually you get something out of it, and mm-hmm. I'm part of the AV crew there too. Oh, you know, and you're I, such a nerd. I am I am a nerd. <laughs> I mean, it's what I do for a living. It, it you know they needed help, and I agreed to help them. Um, but honestly, because we send our stuff to a radio station, he's on a time crunch. But if we didn't have oh, the radio okay. station, I could sit there and let him go for an hour if he wanted to, right. and I would not be upset about it. You know, some people are like, "Hey, preacher, shut up! It's oh, been thirty I know, minutes. I know, we've got to beat. You know, we've hey, got it's to, noon. Hey, it's time to go. Yeah, I know. You know, we've, we've got to beat the other church to the restaurant. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. But um, you see, and that was we but, went but to. I'm um, starting. I'm starting to get to where I'm looking in. I'm paying more attention to it, and I'm trying to do better. Okay. I'm trying to become a better person because honestly, I'm I'm a piece of crap. Yeah. So. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I have said, even though I, I I don't attend church now, that I can look back, and as much as I wanted to get away from it when I was a kid, and not yeah, you know, I just I just I just did not want to get up on Sunday mornings. Is what it came down to more than anything else. It wasn't the church itself. It was the. I don't want to get up on Sunday morning. You're, you're more interested in going to church at Box Springs. Uh, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's 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 a good way of putting it. It's a, I look back through all of those years, and I have so many good memories, good friends, yeah, good family, yep. You know, good times, yep. A lot. I, I literally, we could sit here for probably two hours, and I could tell stories. Just me, I could tell stories. Yeah. that were church related. You know. The and I sometimes miss that. It's it's the community. It part really of it. is the it really is a community. And you know now that I have kids, yeah, it's one of those things where I am very much a because I was made to go. Yeah, and it that did not turn out well for me because there's a, a bit of a rebellious spirit in me. I'll I will admit that. A bit. A bit. Okay, there's a lot of a rebellious spirit in me still. A lot and. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Dave. And, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I think about that a lot of times with my kids, you know, where I'm like, 
I, again, I don't want to force them into it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want them to miss out on some of that That's stuff. That's a better well. way to look you at know, it. Yeah. It's, it really is one of those is like, no, there's a community. I have really good friends still to this day because of, because yeah. of that. I have, like I said, I have these really great memories and it's, you know, this, this, these, some traditions come out of it that yeah. I still, you know, and, well, and, 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 and you're talking about a group of people that if you're in trouble, oh, we'll, we'll hesitate at nothing yeah. to help you out as much as you can. Lecture you along the way, but you'll get there. <laughs> you know, some of us need a little bit of a I lecture. I know, yeah, believe me. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, um, I don't know. I, I don't, that, I miss it sometimes. I'll admit it. Yeah. And then Sunday morning rolls around and I don't quite miss it as much as, <laughs> as I probably should actually like get up out of bed and go. So, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, the modern, the, the, the rock concert churches, I'm just not into. Um, it, we could get into a whole thing about, about gospel music. Uh, we should do yeah. an episode about gospel music just in general. Because there is some great music in gospel, and, and I mean, that there's is great. We can stuff. also talk about the southern, whole southern gospel. Oh yeah, yeah stuff. Well, oh, there, yeah. there's some is great that, stuff there. Yeah. There's uh, some of the old traditional right, stuff. Right. You know, I know the spirituals our, and stuff. Yeah. You know, exactly. my background is, you know, because we're Church of Christ, we do tend to do all acapella. Everybody right. in a church knows how to sing. Right. Uh, it's not as much anymore, but it, there was a time when pretty much everybody in the church could read music. Yeah. You know, and my dad. Like, so we we were cleaning out some stuff at my uh, my grandmother's house, you know. And my dad was telling me the other day that he found some old hymnals, like from the yeah. 30s and 40s and 50s, and some of the books. Because um, he was telling me, and I did not know this until a couple of years ago, that like they there used to be people who would go around and they would be there for a week and teach music, like how to read yeah. it and all that. And they would have these books of like, okay, well, this would, is your part and this is, you know, type stuff. And that's, and they would come through every couple of years or whatever and kind of reteach the class. And, 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 so. and everybody knew music theory and right, everybody knew, right. well, it was the harmonies e- and all that. Well, even know, the ones a, that couldn't learn music theory, that's mm-hmm. where the shaped notes came from. Right. On you the solfege and all. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. So yeah. And that's, that's pretty, cause you have to remember that, really prior to the 20th century your community was the church yeah it was quite honestly it was like you worked monday through saturday in the fields yeah sunday morning you got up and went to church and And, that's and a lot of that was you know everybody that you went to church with you know everybody went around and helped each other on their farms exactly you know know, it was very you would have the you know you would have the uh if you the had evangelists commu- that would come through every once in a while, you know, and that could if you was, had a community meeting, it was up at the yeah, church. At the church. Um, Usually, the school was at the church yeah. building. You know, they had the church and the school, and you know, in the yeah. same and that kind. Of, yeah, so well, I mean, it, and that you know, every church had a bell, right? And depending on what pattern the bell was mm-hmm. getting pulled at, depended on what was, what going, was going on. on. Yeah. It could be weather incident. It could be any number of things. You know, well, it, it reminds me of a story when they were getting ready to do land between the lakes, where they're getting ready to oh, build yeah. all the dams mm-hmm. and flood all that farmland oh, they would bring the bells and for, yeah. there was a meeting going on at, and I, I saw this at the museum there mm-hmm. was a church where they were going to have a meeting and the people it was announced that it was going to be one thing this meeting right and then when the preacher started talking to the men that were giving the talk find out what was getting ready to do and he found out that their whole community was getting ready to go underwater oh wow he goes okay let me go ring the bell to get everybody here uh, he pulled a different pattern on the bell mm-hmm. that signified emergency meeting. Oh wow! And pulled the whole community in. Yeah, you know. So there's so, yeah, you know, there's a tradition behind the bell. Yeah. And 
And honestly, the church where my in-laws go, they still have the bell, and they still go out and pull it you know, by hand yeah. on the rope. There's a church over here. They don't do it anymore, but um, they for years and years and years. Now, it stopped being an actual bell and became, I guess it was a tape a or a recording or something, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, it was a Baptist church over here, and every day at noon, yeah, you could hear, you know, the bell, and they, and then they, it got to where it was playing music, also, you know, you, yeah. would, you know, that kind of stuff. It was pretty neat. They stopped doing it years ago. I, that church kind of fell off, and it was became part of another church, and then it went back to being independent again. And yeah. it just it's kind of been all over the place. Um, I mean, when, and I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about the church split. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you remember Mike Warnke? He was a Christian comedian. He was a pastor in the seven. Uh, I don't think I know that name. It was this was back in <clears> the. Uh, he got started in the seventies, and had had a ministry all the way through the eighties until he was kind of found out that his story was complete bunk. Um, and he was one of those. Oh, I used to be a Satanist, and then you know I turned around, and you know no, one of those because okay. that was that was really big at one point. But I had several of his. He was a comedian. Also, sure. And I had several of his albums, and there was one of them where he was talking about a church split. Yeah, and he said, uh, and I'll never forget this because I had already been through one at this point, you know. Yeah. And he said, you know, he was saying, yeah, you know, and you have this big church split and everything, and he said, you know, well, people would say that, well, that's great if you have a, a church of a thousand people and you uh, and it splits, that means you get two churches of five hundred. He's like, no, that's not how it happens. What ends up happening is you have a church of a thousand. And then it splits, and you wind up with two churches of 200, and you've got 600 people who are tired of watching everybody fight, and they stop going all together. Yep. And that is 100%. I mean, sometimes, like I said, the church that split off of that one is a big church now, and it's been productive since day one. Good for them. You know, I still know people that go to church there, you know, that kind of stuff. I haven't talked to them in a lot of years, but not for anything. Just I haven't seen them. I I just don't have – I've just not been in the same room with them for a long time, you know. Uh, but I have seen several churches split that just decimated. Like, literally, it went from, like, a church that was thriving, you know, two or 300 yeah. people, whatever, down to, like, okay, now there's 50 people going to church here, and there's a whole bunch of people who are either gone up to somewhere else or they're not going at all. Yeah. <laughs> so Because the attitude is, is like, politics. if I want to deal with this garbage, right? I deal with this garbage in my everyday life. Right. I come here as a way to get away from some of that. Prime example, there was this huge church here in Madison, or not in Madison, but in Nashville for years and years and years and years and years that had a split. And now that church had to move out of their big building and they're in a much, much smaller building with a much, much smaller congregation and they've been struggling for probably a decade now. Yeah. And that building is now the the Catholics took it over. Oh, uh, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's and not, not well, let's just put it this way. If your church is in such bad bad state that the Catholics wind up taking it over. Well, no, it's got a that's problem. not exactly true. They because of the split they ended up having to sell the property. Right. And the Catholic Church bought it as kind of their it's business. Dialysis. Dialysis. It's not the diocese. 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 I don't it's think it's diocese. not the diocese. I think it's more of their business offices. It's a huge building, though. Yeah. Huge building. But the church that was there previous, to talk about how big it was, when they would do their Easter service, mm-hmm. they would have to set up screens in the parking right, lot right. for the overflow, and they would do they would do like their hell houses or whatever you know like their um, you know their, that's right that was the church that they put were the on ones the big yeah. the, the one around here the, the big one and, 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 
It was it was it was a huge church, and now it's not. I you just know? And, and it all and it all came down to a split over a. There was a there was a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There was a problem between a pastor and a, and the um, the choir director, basically the music director. Oh, and basically people started picking their camp, and that was it. So yeah, but that's not uncommon. Again, it, it all comes down to you know, like whenever people start <clears throat> following personalities rather than what they're supposed to be following. Yeah, <laughs> then that's where the problems come in. I know we're getting off into it again, but I but I, I did want to bring that for you know people who maybe you didn't know you know about church splits and what happens. It's like no, that's that's what happens. You, nine times out of ten, yeah, probably ninety nine times out of a hundred, if a church splits, it's not good for anybody. No, and. It's now, sad, is what it is. Now, there's a different way that do that folks do this is you'll have a great big church like that, and there'll be an air uh, an area that doesn't have a church. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, and they'll go and yeah, and they'll they'll go and do a church plant, right? And they'll have a group of people from the church that will volunteer mm-hmm. to, to go, go to church there, to and, go to church there, and get that thing set up, yeah, and get it running, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, then it's yeah. So. I don't know that recruiting is the right. It's word the for right it. word for it. So. <laughs> I think we're going to disagree on that. You know, but that that's that's another way that you can actually, you know, instead of being ugly about it and splitting you, there actually is a healthy way, okay. you know, to do that. Well, I'm going to go out with one more joke. Uh, hold on, let me. It, this this one's not at the uh, the expense of uh, the Church of Christ. Uh, let right? me let me just steal myself <laughs> here for a minute. So, oh boy, one day. This little girl walks up to the nun at the church at the uh, school that she's going to. Okay. She's like, mm-hmm. she walks up to the mother superior. She says, "Mother superior, mother superior, I I realized what it was that I want to be when I grow up." And she's like, "Really, my dear, what is it?" She's like, "I want to be a prostitute." And the mother superior just falls out cold. Yeah, and they're over there, they're fanning her, and like, "Oh, okay, blah blah blah." blah. And they finally get her back conscious, and she sits up, and she and she runs over and grabs the little girl by the lapels. She pulls her up close, and she goes. Tell me again, what is it you said you want to be when you grew up? She's like, I said I wanted to be a prostitute. She's like, oh, thank God, I thought you said you wanted to be a Protestant. <laughs> and on that, I am Alan Smith. <laughs> and I, I'm Big Dave, apologizing, apologizing profusely for... Oh. Anyways, we will see you guys. Oh, well, we, we've got a Facebook page. We have a... Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll just drop in our our, our, uh, our filler that we have on this so let you guys know. So <laughs> I'm Alan Smith. I think I'm still big there. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right, hey, guys. We want to thank you for listening and supporting us all this time. Just wanted to let you know we can be found on Apple Podcast at Project X Pod. Uh, we're also on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on TunedIn Radio, and hopefully we're going to be getting on some other platforms also. You can also get a hold of us by email at projectxpod at gmail.com. I've also got my own private one at bigdavexpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Project XPod, and there's also at Big Dave XPod. Uh, we're on Facebook at Project X Podcast, and we're on YouTube. We're starting to do some stuff on YouTube at Project X Podcast. So if you like us, please spread the word. You know, let your friends know. If you can't stand us, tell all your enemies. 
Rachel and Matt Ryan. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. All right, that's enough. Let's get on with the show. All right, bye.